This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, hello. Coochie, coochie, coochie. Coochie, coo, little babies. Coochie, coochie, coo. How have you been doing? Have you been getting on this week? Oh, I've got a question. Go on. Has Succession ruined watching television for you? Oh my God, this is really fucking with us. It, you know, what a lot of people were saying before Succession came out is that, oh my God, Succession and Yellow Jackets in the same week? Oh my God, what is this? Like adult Christmas, this kind of thing. So Jeff and I liked Yellow Jackets. I, I would say I liked it a lot. You sort of weren't as into it, but you were happy to go along for the ride. Yeah, I really like Christina Ricci's character. You say a lot of naughty things when we're together on the sofa and you're looking at her. But it's fine because I'm his wife and I'm an equal, so he's allowed to do it in the safe space of our living room. Anyway, Yellow Jackets. Here's how I feel about it. Let's say you're having a good face day. You're just having a day when you're thinking, I look kind of good today. And then if suddenly you were stood next to a model, you'd be like, Jesus Christ, my fucking face. And that is what I feel Succession yeah. does. Is It's like everyone else's dialogue is clunky. Everything else, you can see the strings pull. Acting feels worse. The acting feels shitty. I have a lot of time for this show. But some of the stuff that Juliette Lewis is allowed to do on screen is absolutely deranged and not in a... Like, if I'm watching Logan Roy being like, how is Brian Cox not actually Logan Roy? I don't understand. I don't have a similar issue watching (laughs) Juliette Lewis. It would be interesting to know what people are watching at the same time as Succession or what do they think goes in the same box as it. So look, if you do think... That you can give us the gift of what we're supposed to be watching. I would love you for Evs. You know where you can email us? I know where you can email us. Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. So let's get into it. Our first email this week is from Roy Perez. From now on, we're going to refer to you as Massive Stinky Dog Dookie. Hey, Sarah and Jeff. I thought you might like this TikTok about the wine. Kendo was drinking. I love TikTok. I really struggle with TikTok. I feel like it's just going to be another thing to make me feel icky and dirty in myself. Whereas like if I just stare out a window or look at a a bush, <laughs> like an outdoor bush, I, I, feel my, I feel my brain massaging itself. Really? Yeah. How long can you look at a bush for? I bet I could do about 20 minutes. You could stare at a bush for 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. How long have human beings lived alongside bushes? Forever. And TikTok's been around, what, three years? I don't know what it is, four years. 
When it launched, why didn't people just think, eh, I don't need this, I've got a bush? Because they make this stuff to addict us. If they it, make it, they <laughs> make it to addict us. If it wasn't better than the bush, people would just thought, eh, I'm not looking at that. I could be looking at a bush. Look, I, I, I don't judge you for being into it. I think it's like cool that you're almost 50 years old and you like, <laughs> I'm not joking. And that you're I sort of cool, like, yeah. I wish I could get interested in the new thing. But you know me. Playing out my revenge fantasies in my head while I stare at scenic vistas. Well, you stare at shrubbery. Shrubbery. Anyway, the point is, this TikTok video, it was someone explaining that the wine that Connor was drinking in the restaurant the other night is, in fact, a very expensive, I think they put the price up and it was it's almost $3,000, bottle of wine. But that's not the point. The point is, it was a wine from a vineyard selected by Napoleon oh. to represent France at some World Fair centuries ago. And it's the level of detail. Does that come from the writers? Or is it just on a TV drama of this calibre? You've got all these departments with incredibly creative, brilliant people working in them. And some production designer is thinking to themselves, Connor, OK, what about Connor? He's really into Napoleonic stuff. What would that man be drinking on a special occasion? Or is it coming out of the writer's room? Are they putting in the script, he's drinking a wine with Napoleonic heritage? Where Where is that coming from? I feel like we were asking a similar question in season three. In fact, I think maybe we asked a similar question to Jesse directly when we got to speak with him, where we were, we were talking about the um, the choices about what was on the wall in Sophie's bedroom in season three. And as I remember, I think someone came to him with with these different ideas. I, you know what? Here's the thing I think about Jesse. I don't think Jesse rules with an iron fist. No, but if somebody has a bad idea, he has to be able to poo-poo it. But is he losing his temper? Is he a hothead or is he always cool, but just sometimes hostile or dismissive if he doesn't like Passi- an idea? Passive-aggressive? I don't, dear Jesse, are you passive-aggressive? I don't think you are. I think you might go a bit quiet, but I believe you to be directly aggressive. Dear Jesse, are you ever yelling? Is your voice ever raised? I'd like to know that. Do you think with wine, the more old-fashioned and rustic and traditional looking the label, the more likely is it's not terrible? No, I don't think that at all. I can picture like some fleur-de-lis on a bottle of wine that would make me feel like it'd be terrible. A fleur-de-lis. Oh, that Spanish guy. Oh, yeah. Dr. Faustino. Faustino, yeah. But he can't be a doctor. This is a thing that I believe to be true. I think the things that make that make a Big difference in life are expensive hand soap Mm -hmm. and the elimination of shitty, cheap wine. You think everyone should be using fancy soap like imperial leather? Like Aesop soap, La Bruquette, nice shit. (laughs) Succession will finish. And and what will your next project be? What about a podcast or maybe a TikTok (laughs) where you stare at a bush and then dispense (laughs) advice on how to live a more pleasing life? I think I'd be really good at that. Listen, massive stinky dog dookie. Thank you. You, We pay so much attention or we try to pay so much attention to this show. Didn't even occur to either of us to see what that bottle of wine was. This next email comes from Zach War Savage. Zach, we also know here as all bangers all the time. Dear FC and NC, what if it's Matson who wants to blow up the deal? Oh. Hear me out. He is a master negotiator who Logan respects. So why would he allow himself to be seen visually nervous? If he is a real killer, he wouldn't. 
Is he telling everyone one thing, he'll walk, and secretly meaning another? If he wants an out not attached to his own actions, playing Kendall may be his secret motive. Now, I think this is quite brilliant. What I loved about this email is the idea that it might be some deliberate sabotage on Matson's part. When Roman first goes to his house in the last series, he's talking about, oh, it's really easy to build something, but what about destroying it? What about losing it all? That's hard. That right. says something about his character, his personality. I've been thinking about Matson a lot this week. Because you loved seeing that Yulmust or whatever I loved seeing, seeing the, the Bila, the Swedish sweets, and the Yulmust, the soda. I was thinking about him in the middle of the night, drinking fizzy pop and eating sweets. Basically having a meal like a six-year-old would be thinking, oh, when I grow up and I haven't got parents to tell me what to do, I'm going to eat this. And, and that's kind of what he's regressed to. A man who can have anything, having a child's idea of what the perfect night would yeah, be like. Yeah. And I was texting with my friend in Sweden, Soraya, about this. She says, he's the most bored person I've ever seen. I don't think there's a thing in this world that could give him joy or excitement. He's not even a fat cat. He's just so over everything. I'd put him on Suicide Watch. Oh. That would be a good uh, spin-off, wouldn't it? Just Matson on Suicide Watch. <laughs> oh, God. And maybe the beautiful relationship that develops between him and the psychiatric nurse assigned to watch him. But that boredom, I think, is really yes. key to him. Yes, I think There's that no boredom. thrill. The thrill is gone for him. Yes. All right. Listen, all bangers all the time. My husband really loved this one. You're his number one boy. <laughs> You're his best pal. <laughs> My best pal. <laughs> I have a little surprise for you. Oh. You. Yes. This week. Yes. Have also received hate mail. Oh, no. And I think the title says it all, so you'll, you'll know it quickly. Okay. Title is... Jeff's pronunciation of Matson. <laughs> okay. This is coming from Gary Bolton, who has written to us several times, and his name is Fuck Your Grandpa. So Fuck Your Grandpa writes, I think we need to talk about the subject header. What is it with this? Is there a reason why G-Dog chooses to pronounce it as <laughs> Matson? Because no Swedish. And that's, that's the Swedish pronunciation. It's, like, it's not to rhyme with Datsun, like the car. It's Matson. Shall I continue or no? Yes. It doesn't annoy me. And I'm merely interested in why take said maverick approach. Does G's love of all things Scandinavian mean he's actually right and he's passive-aggressively correcting the show's error? <laughs> Did you notice, fuck your grandpa, that he couldn't even let you get to the end of what you had to say before you saw <laughs> you saw that the small child who was bullied need to immediately tell you why? I wasn't bullied. <laughs> anyway. I just had a normal rough-and-tumble upbringing. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Can I ask you a question? Go. Is that a real email or did you make it up? Um, I'm starting to think I could be God because of some of the things that I am manifesting. I sort of checked the email and I was like, holy shit, it's going full fucking beast right now. <laughs> Next. <laughs> this is from Lily and her husband, Dan. Guys, your collective name is fucking jam smears on the highway. Dear F... Dear N, hello. It's Wednesday night. Great. We just got back from dinner. Great. And high on the victory of transporting our son from car seat to crib without waking. Oh, we're sending an email. <laughs> In addition to attachment theory, which Rose Montefeo mentioned, it's maybe worth considering Donald Winnicott. Never Who he? heard of him. Who he? Who dis? <laughs> 
think we're just about on the right side of the line now. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I got it, I got it, I got it. His most famous concept is of the quote-unquote good enough parent. They meet their child's needs as best they can, while also slowly showing the child that needs can't always be met, which grows a child's ability to tolerate frustration. With this in mind, an interesting tension I've noticed about the Roys is that none of them seem to have a parental figure in their life who supported them and showed them how to tolerate frustration. But their world was so privileged and indulgent that all their material needs were met and it supported them as an ersatz parent figure, stopping them from feeling much frustration, but not permitting them the ability to learn to tolerate it. It leaves you ill-equipped to deal with the frustrations of not being able to get the things that money can't buy. Yes. Because you don't really have to deal with that as a child. Those are things you have to deal with as an adult. So then you wind up in adulthood completely ill-equipped. That's really good. Fucking jam smears on the highway. Loved this. I hope one of the two of you is being a good enough parent to that little baby that you managed to get into the cot without waking him or her. <gasps> could you cool? <laughs> I'm perimenopausal and I love a little baby. <laughs> I think I would wet nurse a baby. I'd dry nurse it. That's gross. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This comes from Meredith. She's crunchy peanut butter. In the immortal words of Beyonce, America has a problem. And it starts with people believing things like Logan Roy's crapology. Of course he wasn't at all sincere. Even pretend Buddhist Kendall couldn't find the Zen within to feel anything from it. Roman, however, well, if anyone's a love sponge, it's our jerry-deprived slime puppy. The suggestion being that Roman did perceive Logan as sincere because he is so desperate for that love from his yeah. father. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Side note. 
do you follow the Succession Reddit? Jeff often peeks and I've never looked at Reddit until today. Someone who'd worked as an extra in the scene where Logan is at ATN posted this the other day. Now, I know you really like reading out loud. and um, Would you like me to do the honors? I love to read out loud. <laughs> okay, so I'll say this is really long, so tune out if you want, but I found it so interesting. And I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> On the very last take of the scene, they're talking about the your fucking pirates yeah, scene. Yeah, and this is a post from one of the background artists. On the very last take of the scene, Brian Cox unleashed a scream that felt like an earthquake had hit the room. What was so fascinating about it is that he did not erupt like that on any other take of the scene. I briefly remember Jesse and Becky Martin stepping in to give Brian a note right before this take or the one before. Hand to God, the moment he screamed like he did, the room became incredibly tense and everyone got shaken to the core. I legit flinched from where I was standing in the room and saw other background actually shake out of their chairs. For a moment, I genuinely thought he wasn't in character and was yelling at someone. It's not hyperbole when I say I was absolutely petrified. This is a little overwritten, but whatever. Brian is, <laughs> Jesus, like pair it back slightly. But Brian is such an extraordinary presence on set. It was fucking incredible to witness. The moment they called cut, some people let out a sigh of relief and started laughing. Then lunch was called. After it happened, I asked the camera operator if he knew Brian was going to yell like that. He didn't. He said the spontaneity adds to the nature of the show, and he prefers it in most cases. I can't exactly compare the two, but I remember hearing the cast and crew were absolutely petrified of him during the bore on the floor scene. I love that detail. Yeah. The uncomfortable, tense feeling I experienced on this take is how I imagine that whole day must have felt like in season two. It should really sink in how it's moments like these that make a show as unique as it is. Oh, I love knowing what goes into the special sauce. Yes, and I just, I love knowing that whatever level actor you can be, there are just these tricks that make the atmosphere feel that genuinely terrifying to people. Okay, so we're going to do two back-to-back emails now, and this is both um, following up from a question from last week about the appropriateness or not of the word goy, which feels bad. Which I hadn't come across until I knew you, and that's not to say that you're bandied around all the time. I just think it's perhaps more familiar in the States. Yeah. That's not to say that Jewish people here wouldn't be familiar with the word, but... It's less common anyway. Yes. Okay. So this is from Josh Moritz, a.k.a. Disgustabus. As a Jewish listener, my two shekels on the word goy is that it is generally considered pejorative and not cool anymore. Oh, so that's that was your feeling that's on it straight feeling. away, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's one of those strange things where actually a non-Jew in Jewish circles can self-refer to themselves in a humorous way, and that is generally the only real place where it's okay anymore. At this point, Disgustabus includes a photo of himself as L to the OG Kendall at a Jewish queer Purim-themed club night called Butt Mitzvah. <laughs> On a Saturday evening. So big shout out to his partner, Carly Minsky, for making the costume. Josh continues, out of around 800 people, only three people appreciated the costume, which made me realize that Succession maybe isn't as popular as we think. Wow. But the people who are obsessed with it. Are the best people. It is 
very rare that the best thing is also the most popular thing. Jeff, would you like to talk about the two instances where the best thing and the most popular thing were the same thing? Uh, I think the Beatles and Seinfeld. This is a big talking point for my husband. P.S. I'm 43 years old. I'm Jewish. I'm from a very, very Jewish community, and I've never heard of a butt mitzvah. How have I never said butt mitzvah? I say the word butt all the time. I like It's a thing I do. I sub it in for words. If you were to go to the butt mitzvah, what succession-themed costume would you wear? I mean, I know 100% who I would go as from succession. Sid Peach, done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already thinking about going to Sid Sid Peach for Halloween. (laughs) And we also received a follow-up email from the original emailer, who is, is it Hannah Wax or Vax? How or Wax? Wax. I'm going to say know. Hannah Wax. Your face is giving me a headache. Now, Hannah insists that that word is okay because of it being applied to a more powerful majority. So, your face is giving me a headache is one who originally wrote in, used the word goy. I was like, huh. Are we? Not in a critical, not in a shaming her way, genuinely interested. So we heard back on this from both Hannah and Josh, both Jews, and their takes were slightly different. So we've given you disgust of us. And this is now from your faces giving me a headache. Yeah, it was doubling down on that. And then she also made this uh, point about the... Roy's being Jewish, which we we didn't understand, and we remembered anti-Semitic remarks from Logan and and some other stuff in the show. So your face is giving me a headache, right? I was referencing the famous Lenny Bruce routine in which he assigns a whole host of people and things to the binary of Jewish or Goyish. You see, we are clearly not as cultured. Right. Yeah, so I didn't understand that. One of the uh, holes in my cultural knowledge is Lenny Bruce. Really, I know the name primarily through the song It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Do you know that my grandfather, a Jewish doctor, had some kind of relationship with Lenny Bruce? Oh my God, I might be a Nepo baby. I might be a Nepo baby. Go on. There's some story, I'll have to get it from my mother via the pod. My grandparents went to see Lenny Bruce and they got the tickets because of something that had happened Mm. with my grandpa and Lenny Bruce that day. Nepo baby in the house. So if that's true, then why aren't you passed at the comedy store? My God. Okay, so Lenny Bruce is what your face is giving me a headache was referencing. She says the Roys are Jewish in this crazy framework, as contrasted to the waspish Pierces, because they are recent-ish immigrants, urban, obsessed with their family, whilst perfectly comfortable feuding publicly and unembarrassed by their success and wealth. Really, the binary is new money versus old money. Thanks for the clarification. Your face is giving me a headache. Now we have something to attend to before the end of this week's sprinkles. I thought you weren't going to bring it up. Of course I'm going to bring it up. I to talk about it. Of course I'm going to bring it up. Now, last week... Okay. We launched... The Friday Sprinkles crowdfunder, based on the episode of Succession where Shiv and Roman go into a small convenience store in the UK and are disgusted by the food therein. I'd ask Sarah about this. You had some venom about various snacks and confectionery that we have in our fine Dog shit island. (laughs) But you also said that you were willing to debase yourself for money and that you would eat a Percy pig for £100. And for a further £100, a Jaffa cake. 
So we set up the crowdfunder. I've not checked in on it for several days. Oh, but... Now we're going to look at the totalizer. I'm hoping that by the end of the series, we are going to get not only one of those things, but both of them. But let's see how it's going. Oh, I feel so vulnerable right now. The current total of the Fire Crotch and Normcore <laughs> crowdfunder is... £69! No! Uh, it hasn't moved at all. <laughs> the last time Jeff told me about it, it was £69, you guys. What did you think would happen? I want you to put yourself in the mind of the listener that uh-huh. you thought would hear it and straight away start entering their credit card details. Here's what I thought. Yeah. A lot of people would think it was really funny to watch that lady like be disgusted and eat that thing. And I genuinely thought that in a matter of days, I'd be at like 300 pounds. And then I would I'd give the everything over 200 to charity. That's really hard for me because of my stuff. Because that is how little generosity naturally lives in my body. <laughs> it's not naturally who I am. So do you want to address that listener you had in mind directly? No one loves me. No one wants to see me be gross eating food. And I, I feel... Like, very unloved. (laughs) I really honestly do. And I feel like a piggy, like a little ugly piggy. (laughs) Whereas, like, if I was a little prettier or cuter, it'd be, like, hilarious to watch me eat gross food. But you've revealed that me being disgusting is just actually disgusting. (laughs) And I feel ashamed for trying. (laughs) And I would feel free of shame if you just gave me a little money. So we'll get to see if people's empathy for you in this situation as as you reveal this shame is a more effective tool than mentioning that we'll go to Marrakesh and you want a new bathing suit. Well, that is why I want it. Hang on. There is one other explanation. Maybe we read it, read it out too quickly. Maybe we should have read out the www on the front of Crowdfunder. Okay. www.crowdfunder.co.uk backslash. I think it's a forward slash. For, this is the problem. I think we just say slash. Like okay. People know which way the slash is leaning. Okay. www.crowdfunder.co.uk co.uk slash firecrutch and normcore crowdfunder.co.uk stroke firecrutch and normcore i always prefer a stroke to a slash please make me feel like i'm not disgusting we'll check in on the totalizer next week oh god this is brutal what's this next week's episode gonna be it's called Connor's Wedding. Yes. We will be back after that episode. We would love you to share your thoughts on the episode once you've seen it. Write to us. Don't leave me hanging. I've really made myself vulnerable for you guys with my fucking crowdfunder. <laughs> and so at a bare minimum, if you're not going to help me buy my suit for Marrakesh, then please send us some emails so that when I go into that inbox, I feel like I am cared for. The email address is fuckoff at firecrutchandnormcore.com. You landed that beautifully. Thank you. So all that remains is for you to wish people a happy Passover or Easter. I don't know if there are any other religious festivals ongoing at the moment. We're still a couple of weeks off Eid. Die, die, anu, I don't know what the pagans, die, die, what do the pagans get up die, to? Die, die, anu, die, anu, die, anu, die, anu. Happy Pesach. Enjoy the bitter herbs. You might be busy with your family Easter Monday, but not us assholes. We're pawning our son off on a babysitter and a play date. 
And then we're just going to be hunkering down so we can give you some juice. Some fucking juice. Some fucking juice. We're going to structure it so fucking nice for you. <laughs> That's what Matt Son tells Logan. Sorry, Matt Son. Um, thanks for listening. Diana, that means it's enough. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.